Extreme Rewind, your weekly look into World Extreme, as we normally look at ECW Hardcore TV from episode one all the way to forum of every pay-per-view special and ECW on TN and in between. Um, but this week, we're going to do a little bit of something different. Myself, Paul, I'm joined, as always, by Jay. What's happening, Jay? Oh, oh my word, what a year 1999 was. It has been an amazing year, which is why it's kind of led to the end of this year that somehow timed out with the end of us finishing 1999. So we thought it made sense to do a 1999 year in review. We have a bunch of categories and we're doing our best of and worst of. Um, and then next week we'll come back and start 2000 as a new year stop and Mount Rushmore as well. So it's kind start of the final year of ECW. Yeah. So, you know, nice to, nice to get there, but also no sort of massive rush to, to do it. So it's sort of, it's nice to, to finish off with the best of 99. Cause it has been, a crazy year for ECW. Yes. I think from start to finish, it's kind of quite, especially, obviously, we've, you probably did the same. We've gone back and looked at sort of pay-per-views and a few things and you kind of think, fucking hell, is that 1999? Yeah, absolutely. So the rosters from where it started to the finish, everything. I mean, we've talked about rage years. I think this has to be the biggest rage year. Um, yeah, I'd agree. I, I, yeah. Um, yeah, ninety-eight, ninety-nine. I think. Um, yeah, Sandman was basically right at the end of ninety-eight as well, so he sort of verged both. Yeah, but um, yeah, crazy. Um, there are a bunch of categories. We'll start off. I think we'll do the best of Drekken first. I, I think that's right because best of positive and worst of should be funny. So. That's probably the best way to do it. Uh, we're going to kick it off with best segment of the year. I don't mind diving in straight with my one. Uh, my segment was from ECW on TNN. Dudley Boys leaving the promotion with the belts to a debut in Raven. And him and Tommy Dreamer winning the belts. And I have the same. I have an honourable mention, which I'll talk about in a second. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was a hell of a segment. Um, you know, nice and hot for their brand new show. Um, you know, changed our format because we weren't going to touch ECW on TNN, and then that happened. We like, well, you know, that's that's one we needed to cover. Um, yeah, it, the fact that it sort of happened and they didn't mention it at all on Hardcore TV that we kind of thought, yes, keep an eye on <laughs> what's going on over there. Oh, it's obviously the A show now, it's not the A show now. Um, <laughs> But uh, no, I mean it was it was it was an incredibly hot um, angle. It yeah. was so, uh, you know, just just really was uh, for them at that time. It was it was a huge thing. You know, the Dudleys everyone knew was going to WWE. So them winning the championships was um, a shock because you know it's their last night in the company. Or, um, then the, the, the beat down of Tommy Dreamer. Um, yeah. And then someone makes the save, but not just someone, but a returning Raven. Not just a returning Raven, a returning Raven who, if you're an ECW diehard and watched it all the way from episode one to 401 with all this pay-per-views and specials in between, you know has such a history between the two of them. The last yeah. person who'd run out and save 
Um, so yeah, just an incredible, incredible segment. Um, yeah, it was it was the first one that came to mind for me when I was talking about uh, when I was thinking about the best segment of the year. And I now realise I'm a bit biased because you know Raven, but um, no, I thought it was incredible. The other one I had, and and I suppose this is in my mind a little bit because it's it's been fairly recent. Um, but Carino Limp Biscuit. Um, yeah, I thought that. I mean, my only disappointment with that is the fact that it didn't actually lead to anything. You know, no. It was a good. Like, I know segment is basically a standalone, but I don't know. Apart from exposure for ECW, which would have been huge, it's very much just like, okay apart from him getting beaten up by a couple of guys on the stage. But, um, yeah, no, it, 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 it was huge. And it was like a, when it happened, we were very much just like, oh, shit, this, this happened here. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, and, you know, I think that's, that's a big chunk of it. And it's, it's the, um, the, the, uh, you know the, the the crossover, the mainstream crossover of Limp Bizkit and how huge Limp Bizkit was at the time. Um, you know it was incredible. Um, so yeah, that was my that was my run up. That was my my honourable mention. Uh, I like it. Do you want to dive in with match of the year? I shall. Um, back uh, so um, I went for Living Dangerously's RVD versus Jerry Lynn. Yeah, uh, I, I I was trying to work out whether it was that one or the Hardcore Heaven one that I was going to pick. I think Hardcore Heaven, in a lot of ways, was a better match. Yeah. Um, but this was the ending. This was the tie. This was the time limit expires. Um, Jerry Lynn with the the dumbest white meat baby face. Oh, golly gosh, but I want to beat him fair. Give me five more minutes, even though I was going to win the belts on a timeline, whatever. Um, still irks me. But um, uh, just just such a good match. It held up. It was one that, you know, I loved, we loved when we saw it back in the day on the on the DVD or the tape or whatever we saw it on. Uh, and, and coming back to it however many years later, um, still just an incredible match um overdone through the year but um that was my pick yeah no i i tie it between this and um it was kind of a weird match but i sort of enjoyed scorpio mike awesome as an honorable mention yes there was never been a match of the year but it was more that match really caught me off guard just how fucking amazing it was kind of match of the year kind of thing if you get me Yes. But, um, yeah, yeah. This has to be match of the year. This is still spoke about now. It was chosen. Um, ECW on tiered in their first episode was just this match. It's that good. So uh, yeah, had to do it. Um, tag team of the year. I went for the Dudley Boys. They were my honourable mention. And my honourable mention is probably going to your pick, which I'm guessing is probably the Impact players. That's my pick. Yeah, see, so they're my honourable mention. Um, see, I'm very much Dudley Boys were really strong and dominated for every time they were here, and I felt Impact players were just lacking the 
belt. I think they're just about to yes. hit. But I do think they have carried majority of the shows they've been on. Yeah, I, I, it is a tale of two halves for this yeah. one. And I know it's not exactly half because I think it was September. Um, yeah, but, but it is in, in the sense that as, as one was dwindling to leave, you could see the other rise into... And they even had a little clash when they sort of almost met. Yeah. We sort of got excited, like, oh my God, did this happen? We didn't know about it. But, um, yeah, I felt that the Dudleys were just, I mean, this is obviously the Heatwave 99 incident. Yeah. This is them at their complete, we don't give a fuck kind of sort of status. And obviously, just picking up belts for fun. So, yeah, that, that was them. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, they were they they were my honourable mention because they they were just so white hot. They found their gear. Um, you know, headlining pay per views, both singles and tags. Um, uh, you know, just as you said, you know, almost creating riots with their promos. Um, hated, absolutely hated, white hot heat. Um, just really, really good. Um, Impact players have been. Um, from you know, from when they came together, there was kind of a, a, a crackle of electricity between them, and it's just grown and grown as the years gone on. Um, they've managed to kind of come together as a. They're almost more of a stable than a tag team, just because they are two very individual mm. play, people. Uh, I was going to say the impact players very much, not through anything they do wrestling wise, but they have a new age outlaw kind of success story yeah in the sense they were two even though these were two like hot singles acts but they sort of nothing really for them so they put them together for a bit just buy some time and it kind of massively exploded that they became this um this great thing absolutely that sort of of makes uh, sense nothing for them because the belts were tied up in the most bizarre way as we've lamented through the show you know they they you know there was realistically there was no need for the impact players to be a thing because you know you've got two singles belts three if you want to count the ftw championship um you know you've got you you could have split them and you could have had you know a strong contender for the world heavyweight and the strong contender for the tv title and you could have you know eaten that up all day long um and even if you want to you know not to lose not to win that and then switch you know you could do that quite comfortably um you know there there was really no need for them to be a tag team but they are fantastic together yeah no agreed um superstar of the year who'd you go for i found this one quite difficult um even with my answer now i'm sort of in my head debating if i've done the right thing so I went for Rob Van Dam. Same. Um, just because he is um, one of a kind. Um, he, he, his, his positioning in the company throughout the last year has been untouchable. Um, he just yep. is, you know, incredible. He, you know, he's, he, he, he tries to give... Um, pay-per-view level matches in every single point, whether I feel he should or not. Um, 
and he has just had some incredible matches with RVD and and you know uh, with Jerilyn and with many many others. Um, yeah. My honourable mention to it. Did you have a, a anything you want to add or an honourable mention before I move uh, on to mine? I mean, like you said, you basically you kicked it there in this year. Like you said, like Jerry Lynn, um, Taz, Sabu. I mean, he, he's Mikey Whipwreck. He's been a lot of like heavy hitters, Dudley Boys. So, I mean, he's been involved in a lot. So I do think overall he's had the standout and it's hard to argue against it. But you do look at people, honourable mention Mike Awesome. I feel he just fell short because he wasn't really on TV that much. And he sort of started to have matches near the end. And even that, he wasn't really cutting promos or de- developing character. He was just a more polished version of Sid, if that sort of makes sense. Yep. Um, just incredible. I-, I feel like he's sprung out as this monster heel. But again, he falls into the tag team category more than sort of single superstar. So I felt he was just short there. But um, apart from that, I don't really know. Steve Carino, if we did a best breakout superstar, I'd probably nod him towards that. But as an overall superstar, he's pretty much lost every match. So how could you justify that? So, uh, yeah. Yeah, and, and I, I think that explains my my. My honourable mention very, very well in the sense that my honourable mention is Rhino. Yep. Because there are parts that you can look at that and think he has had an incredible year. You know, the stuff he's done with um, uh, the Impact players, the stuff he's done with Sandman, the stuff he's done with various people along the way. But then also included in that is the stuff he did with Daz and, you know, some of the other stuff where he just got killed for no apparent reason. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, I think Rhino, they, they, they knew what they had with him. Um, but they just, you know, it, it was all a little bit too quick. I, I, I completely agree. You can't have him beating Taz in his you know, second, third, fourth match. Um, so don't put him against Taz in his second, third or fourth match. Um, but, you know, he's been ever present at the top of the card. Uh, for pretty much the entire year. Um, I was thinking about, you know, tag for him, um, but I didn't know whether it would be him with the Impact players, him with Scarino, him with Candido. He's been so bizarrely bounced around um, that it's hard to kind of work out where he fits. Yeah, Yeah, no, massively. Um, View to the year... I, I kind of struggled. I, I felt I went. It's, mm, I thought, well, no, I've made a bad decision with it because it ended in this year, but it kind of ended at the beginning. I, I went for Taz and Shane Douglas. It's on my list. Because I felt this was so big, but I'm also very aware that it was like the first couple of months. Well, no, because it was the first pay-per-view. Well, I suppose the first pay-per-view is the first of the month, isn't it? <laughs> exactly, it's like, literally. So it's hard. But they did have a little spat afterwards, and then Douglas was gone. But I felt this match was so big. It was so big. 
for ECW. Yes. This was everything. This was Taz's launching pad. This was Shane Douglas. That's my belt. That's my belt promo. You know, there's, there's this thing where, like, Sid, everyone was after Shane. It was huge. It was such a thing. But I'm very aware there's this massive... I mean, RVD, Jerry Lynn, was it really a feud or just great matches? Uh, I mean, so there are... So, yeah, so that's one of the ones that's on my list. RVD, Jerry Lynn was another one that's on my list. My problem with, with RVD, Jerry Lynn, my problem with Masato Tanaka versus Mike Awesome, my problem with Super Crazy versus uh, uh, Tajiri yeah. is... I appreciate it's a feud, but it's a feud that I saw week in, week out for almost 50 weeks. Yeah, and um, there's no outside the ring. I mean, Jerry no. and RVD had a few outside the ring, but for, for me, for it to be a feud, there has to be outside the ring. There has to be promos, confrontations. Stakes. I, I, you know, yeah. it, 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 none of it really felt as if there was um, It's, like it's, it's more of a series. Yeah, it's more of a series, kind of. But, so, yeah, yeah. I, I, I have those two on my list. The other honourable mention I have, and again, this is beginning of the year stuff, um, uh, and and my wording on this is very, very precise on purpose. Um, but the other one I, I, I picked as, as uh, an honourable mention is the Impact Players versus the franchise Shane Douglas. Yeah. Um, not versus franchise and Tommy Dreamer, um, because I think it got a, a bit muddy and murky at that point. But the bit where, you know, they are, they interrupt his his retirement promo, you know, they the, the forming of the Impact players around beating him. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it was just, it was, it, it lifted those two up. It gave them such a... Um, you know, such a rub, such a push, such a step. Um, it was, it was really phenomenal to watch. Yeah, I mean, another honourable mention. Um, it, it was one match and done, which kind of ruined it. But um, New Jack and Mustafa. Yeah, so there was a half decent build towards that. But they came back together, and who who took the money out? Who took the price to take New Jack out as his former tag team partner? I mean, there was a good story, but it was almost like a complete blow off and done. And, you know, to the same way that um, Public Enemy and, and Dudley's, yeah. you know, it, it had all of the potential in the world and then just didn't do anything. Exactly. Um, pay-per-view of the year. Um... I went for Living Dangerously 1999. I went for Guilty as Charged. Um, um, I mean, Percy, I thought the debut of Sid I thought was pretty decent. We destroyed Cronus. I thought, obviously, Taz versus Shane Douglas was huge. Um, I'm sure we still got um, RVD versus Jerry Lynn on that as well, didn't we? Or is it? <laughs> Probably. Yeah, uh, yeah, Tajiri versus Super Crazy. Um, New Jack and Spike versus Dudley Boys. Lance Storm versus RVD. Justin Incredible versus Tommy Dreamer. So, yeah, it was... Um, 
yeah, I, I thought it was a solid. I liked it. But I can see Living Dangerously as well. I had to tie yeah. between the two. So Living Dangerously, we had, um, uh, you know, Super Crazy and Tajiri. We had RVD and Jerry Lynn, uh, both matches that you couldn't really pick which pay-per-view they were on because they were always on. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, uh, Balls Mahoney versus Steve Carino. Um, uh, yep. And, and the promo. Um uh, New Jack and Mustafa, as as you were just talking about, um, Dreamer and Shane Douglas versus the Impact players, um, and Taz and Sabu um, unifying the ECW and FTW championship. Um, so yeah, just you know, just brilliant all the way through. Really, oh, I'm not gonna not gonna change my pick, but I am gonna publicly say that I think you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's, you forget, it's you not forget. a competition. No, but it's like even I, I literally read all the cards. But sometimes it's only when someone reads it back to you, you kind of sit there and think, "No, no, that really was fucking stacked. That was crazy." But um, yes, yeah, so that's all the positive stuff. We're now going to dive in to the worst of. Which um, list did you find easier? Um, this time round, I actually think I found the best of, apart from Superstar of the Year, I struggled with. I worst, worst of there was a few categories which I struggled with. Yeah, yeah. Um, and some of mine are a little bit more abstract because they're a bit wider. I, I've decided to kind of go a little bit wider with some of the yeah. the, the things. Um, but um, I, I found there was some on the. Uh, the, the um, best of which were really kind of you know jump out straightforward, you know really kind of up there, um, and then on this one I, I I think I found some really bizarre kind of um, questions coming through, um, and some of it some of it I, I've got multiple answers not because so some of I've got multiple answers because there's multiple like and this annoyed me and this annoyed me and this annoyed me and some of it's because they're all kind of kind of almost there so they're almost like as bad as one another rather than like you know absolutely god awful yeah um so yeah a, 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 an interesting balance i think um worst segment of the year where did you go uh right now i have a list on this one um, I did consider um, anything Danny Doring was in. Yeah. I did consider um, the Sonny Tammy Lynn Sitch confession, oh, yeah. where basically she had to kind of go on about how much of a fucked up drug addict she was Yeah, uh, for reasons we're not sure. Um, I did consider um, the Taz Carino Cyrus shtick that's quite funny where they um you know cyrus was working carino was working taz was working all the rest of it and you know yeah. it's just you know round in circles and was quite annoying um but i ended up going for um and and you know this will come up again shortly um the new Jack injury angle with the Baldies. 
Okay. This annoy. I'm, I'm still annoyed by this because it wasn't about New Jack. It was Angel went too far, and Jerome got hurt. Yeah. Jerome got hurt. And, you know, this serious injury angle that they were doing because, you know, we're shooting now because it's not about New Jack. It's about Jerome Young. And I slept on his couch and I've met his mum. And I, you know, I know who this guy is. And he's not here now because of what they've done, because of stuff they've done. And then he was back the next week. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Um, that's rough. My one was basically anything with Simon Dean and the My Dick segments. <laughs> yep. Yep. I I just I felt the joke <sighs> was they... done the done before it started. Um it, it was, someone must have popped backstage. I get that. It's cute, but it just yeah, I was so done with it before it even it just they just kept going on and on and just yeah, it had to be for me. So that that was mine, the Simon Dean, and um, this is my big dick, and my dick's massive, and my dick's hard, and all this fucking yeah. I, I mean, know. I'm just going to cut that out, out of context, and put it on all <laughs> of our social media at underscore social uh, underscore sports arena. <laughs> it works. Um, Maybe auto auto junior. Do a little remix. My dick is massive. My dick is massive. song to a show. Uh, my worst match of the year is it's a strange one, but I feel like it, it pissed me off more than any other match in the year. So I went for Spike Dudley versus Uganda. <laughs> a, a week, a week after RVD went about 10 plus minutes with Uganda and somewhat built him up and put a massive challenge against the TV champion. <sighs> Spike Dudley's come out the next week, literally kick him straight in the balls and beat him within 15 seconds. Just really, really rubbed me the wrong way. And it still does. Um, it hasn't affected RVD's career. It hasn't affected anyone's career, really. But it just I don't really know, Uganda him. kind of. Yeah, Uganda. Yeah, it's more lawsuits. Beginning of the end. Him. Yeah, I think more lawsuits kind of ruined his career. But, um, yeah, it just kind of it really fucked me off. You know, so that that's my worst match. There's probably sloppier matches if you want to get technical, but yeah, that was the one match that really stood out that really annoyed me. So that has to be my worst match. That's a really good shout. Um, names that might crop up in my list later on. Um, <laughs> but that's uh, the year. But. Um, <laughs> Uh, I continued my 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 hatred of the New Jack angle, um, and went for the Baldies versus um, New Jack, uh, Axel Rotten and Balls Mahoney. Now it isn't just the fact that the week before this match we were told that he was blinded and poor Jerome, not New Jack, Jerome, had had hit his career because this had all gone too far, and he turns up with a tiny fucking plaster above his eyebrow. It's the fact that Axel and New Axel and Balls are back as a team after mere weeks before this, Axel and New Jack returning, having a fight with Balls and Spike, turning on them after the match, and even before then, 
Axland Bulls fighting the Dudleys. And if we can't break beat you, not only will we break up and never wrestle again, but we'll beat each other senseless in a hardcore match. Yeah. So why they're even on the same team to start with for Jerome to make this this Tommy Dreamer-like recovery from his heinous injuries, I don't know. But it was, it, I mean, it wasn't a good match. It was, it was a, a, a very sloppy garbage match anyway. You know, lots of, you know, whatevers. Um, it was... Because they, they have garbage matches, but there's good garbage matches. In the yes. Boys always had good garbage matches. You know? Yes. Yeah. Even, even with these... Have a good... Even with these people, even when Dudley Boys are against New Jack, yeah. Axel, Balls, Mahoney, whatever, you know, it was. But... You know, the, the the dive took forever. It was miles away. And you, you saw, I think it was Balls Mahoney and, and um, uh, I want to say it was DeVito. It might have been, it might have been Angel. But, you know, they're, they're hanging in the ring, waiting for this dive to finish so that they can pretend, they can stop pretending as if they've hurt, they're hurt, jump up and just do the finish spot so they can go home. Yeah. It was just so bizarre all the way through. And, um, yeah, just did me in. Yeah, I get that. Um, worst tag team of the year. Where'd you go with this one? <laughs> so, Baldy's getting an honourable mention. Yeah, yeah the Baldy's there. They, they just... Oh, I mean, the other segment that I didn't put on this and I was going to include in the New Jack stuff was them up and down the trains looking for each other. I, they, they haven't clicked for me yet. This this tough street gang haven't clicked for me yet. Um, so well, I'm been, waiting. Up and down the trains just for them to fight him in the arena later on that night. Yeah, after he missed the last train and couldn't get back. Yeah, they had a match with him to finish off the show. Yeah. And he turned up like six minutes after them. Yeah. That whole thing. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah. So there you go. I went on to mention. Um, Simon Diamond and his dick. Yeah. I included in this as a as a tag team. Um, however, none of those have yet at least been tag team champions of the world. Whereas Balls Bahoni and Spike Dudley were. <laughs> Flip flop titles just to get the, the Dudley boys numbers up, I assume. Um, just a, 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 an absolute, you know, we talked about, you know, impact players being one of those kind of new age outlaws. We don't have plans for you separately. So we're going to put you together. Um, these two, it felt drastically that that was the case. Um, flaming tables every single week. Um, just, just never really kind of clicked for me. And, um, when you talk about the tag teams that didn't get a title shot, like, for instance, Balls and Axel, uh, to get a title run, uh, the fact that these two did, for whatever reason, is is bizarre to me. See, I, I went similar to that, but I did go for Balls and Axel. Uh, my main reasoning for it was simply because that Balls, every time he teams with anyone else for like a week, he seems to win the belt. <laughs> yeah. But with that... <laughs> That's my Saturday tonight at the end of '98. They were a tag team for one night, won the belts. 
Spike Dudley tagged for two weeks, won the belts. Twice, I think. Yep. And it's just like, um, for me, it's just like, this team is an absolute disaster. And I want them to win the belt so much. In the sense, I'm always convincing myself that this isn't happened 20 odd years ago. And I know that they don't. But somehow in my heart, I was like, <laughs> they, they have to win the belts at some point. There's Maybe no this more, time. Maybe every single... But, I mean, to be fair, I didn't know. I, I saw nowhere that... that um, uh, Bam Bam won yeah. championships. Yeah, no, that's true. But I just, you know, you sit and you think, oh, just they, they just deserve it so much. And the fact they just didn't, and they even put their careers on the line to try and spice it up. Their, their tag team parent even on the line to spice it up. And they still lost. Yeah, everything yeah. just constantly just, you know, the Baldies then just beat them up. And it's just, oh, everything they're involved with, bless them. And then it just turns to Axel Rotten then, then like almost trying to challenge RVD and RVD showing no interest. So he's like, oh, no, not me. Yeah, ball Moly. And he's like, oh, you know, I'll fight him again. So, I mean, there's always this whole lot like, just uh, yep. about him. And Calls out Mike Awesome. Yeah. Doesn't get involved. <laughs> and it's, they don't suck. It's just because I want them to do it so bad that I just think, fucking hell, it's just so annoying. So that's why they're my tag, they're worth tag team. Because they just don't. They just never, they never do it. But when they're separated, he does. And it's fucking so annoying. I think this one's going to be fun. Uh, Who's your worst superstar? Um, I've already mentioned him once in his match against Spike Dudley. And my worst superstar is Uganda. Um, straightforward because he just didn't fit there. He yeah. wasn't like a, a born again or anything else. He was put in the intro video for the TNN, so they obviously had plans. Um, he's in a weird like six man with the impact players. He was yeah. in matches and not one of them did really seem to fit into this ECW universe, for sort of lack of a better term, you know. And I just don't know why he was there. And yeah. Yeah, uh, he's he's on my list um, for all of the reasons you've just said. I, I you know, he he had one of my least favourite matches with RVD uh, because RVD, as we said, was on a tear this year, was having amazing matches and everything. Something about his selling just took you out of the match every single time. Um, yeah, just just wasn't wasn't there for any of it. Um, so he's one of the ones on my list. Um, the other people who are on my list is um, uh, Tommy Dreamer. Um, he's not had a good year, and I, I, I am still very angry about what he's done to, to Francine. Um, you know, Francine at the beginning of the year, looking at the franchise and um, uh, Taz feud, looking at the franchise and impact player, player stuff. Francine was, you know, at her very best, as you would expect. She was yeah. present. She was, you know, she was all about it. She was getting involved. You know, she was completely and utterly sassy. And, and you know, everyone knows how much I love that. Just, you know, everything, just everything, 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 everything that, that peak Francine was. Um, 
and then you know everything that Tommy Dream has been involved in has been weird. So you know the the, the Raven return feels a bit weird. Tag team title run feels a bit weird. Sandman coming back feels a bit weird. Francine feels a bit weird. And it's all because it's revolving around a very strange Tommy Dreamer who really and truthfully probably should be taking some time off to heal up rather than doing what he's doing. Um, yeah, I understand that. And my other mention on this is Tammy Linsich. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, 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 you know, the, the, the difference of a focused Candido versus a Sonny and Skip Candido yeah. is, is just immeasurable. Um, just, you know, he's, he's, embarrassed on tv by her you know he's he's overshadowed by her constantly even though she's you know a mess on a lot of these shows um it makes no sense it's it it has just been she's not you know i i know i can understand i absolutely understand why in 1998 1999 tammy linsich becomes available and a company like ECW grab her. I absolutely understand that. And she should fit quite naturally into the company and just be brilliant. Um, it's a shame really, because she could have offered them so much. Yeah. I think that's and, part of that. That's where the frustration comes. Yeah. And, you know, not a good locker room for her to be in. No. Um, but yeah, just, just, she's, she's, Taken the shine off of it so much for me. Massive. Um, feud of the year. Do you want to go first this one? Um, yes. So I've got two on my list. Um, one you've kind of referenced. So one of my worst feuds of the year was Spike versus Giants. Yeah. Um, as you explained with Uganda, the same thing every single time. He walks out, he kicks them in the balls, he acid drops them, he pins them. They then go on to do something incredible, like, you know, a, a half-hour match or whatever else. This uh, is the thing. But, it, it's like, there's nothing wrong with that blueprint if they're literally one and done. Yeah, so I mean, like even Mabel, then, it's, Mabel, it's probably fairly boring, but... You know, but you can, you can get it because you're not hurting anything. But, yeah, it is repetitive and boring, but at least you know that she's, like, stick to a point you know what I mean but um, yeah yeah the way like you said one man gang uh, would get destroyed then suddenly like, would come out again and be a force the next week Big Sal just, I mean you know it, Big Sal's destroying people putting them through tables and you know this this monster that no one can you know this this absolute equaliser uh, unless it's Black Dudley who's I don't know the, the, the perfect height of five foot nothing to kick people in the balls I don't I don't quite know what the yeah no I get it um, so if that's an honourable mention what is your worst feud of the year 1999 <laughs> ECW Tommy Dreamer you're a son <laughs> of a whore 
I told you to come and pick me as a partner, and you didn't, you little whore. Now I'm going to slap you, and... Oh, it never happens. That's so crazy. I didn't even, I didn't really think. I, I wrote down... Because um, I was looking at the end of Guilty of Charge, 99, and I put at the end um, feuds that we had wanting from this. Candido Douglas coming out of it. Happened in XPW. Yep. Uh, Tommy Dream and Terry Funk. We didn't get until 2011. Which is crazy to think of. So, um, yeah, no, I, I get it. It just, uh, it, you, it would you, have been you bring so him back. Good. You bring him out of retirement again. You have this whole, you know, him turning on his mentor. I'm not going to fight him. I'm not going to beat him. I'm not going to fight him. Fuck you. I'm going to. Oh, no, they're not going to have a match. Yeah. Um, my worst feud of the year I went for a match that did happen. But I wasn't entirely sure why. I went for Jazz versus Jason. Hey, that was on my, yeah. Um, I, was, I was thinking about that one. There was no issues. It was just Jazz didn't have a name. Then suddenly there was issues, and suddenly she was <laughs> he was kicked out, and they were feuding. And it's just like it all happened for no reason. It felt like yep. It was just to get Jazz hot shot into a match, and um, yeah, there they were, and it just made no sense to me. And again, it went nowhere, and. Um, is just to, I guess, separate away from the pack. As being one of the just incredible sort of lackeys as such. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was just stunning, wasn't it? And the final category was a pay-per-view of the year. Um, I went for Heat Wave 99. Now, this isn't necessarily because I thought the show was awful. It was everything surrounding it. So yeah. I remember it had absolutely no build. Literally, the show before Tajiri kicked Taz in the head, so therefore he was only main event of the pay-per-view in three days' time. And it was very much just like rushed and craziness that it kind of led to this. And I just thought... The pay-per-view itself had some solid matches, but the actual build to show was so annoying that, yeah. But again, it doesn't make it a crap show. It's just the worst out of what, four or five. So Yeah. Um, uh, so I had that on my list. I have two on my list. That was my other one. Um, uh, because it was just a nothing show. You know, to your point, it was just, you know, it wasn't a bad show. It was just, a nothing show. Just, you know, there's no, no build to it. Yeah. Yeah. No stakes. You know, the, 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 as you said, you know, the World Heavyweight Championship matches. Um, you know, this guy looked at him the wrong way while walking around the corridor and therefore we must fight. Um, it was all just very kind of like, oh, okay, fair enough. We're doing that then, are we? Okay, fair enough. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 I agree. It was just, um, as I said, just like a nothing show. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I absolutely understand that. Um, mine, um, I went a slightly different way. Um, uh, I went for Hardcore Heaven. 
um, because this on paper was going to be something. And then I, I don't know whether it was, you know, whatever or, or decisions or whatever, but, um, you know, this was meant to be Taz versus Candido. We end up getting that as a squash match, like on the opening bell. And then we have the Dudley boys all over this show, just popping up and beating up people who are on a list. And that leads to Taz versus Bubba Ray in the final, just for the sake of it. Um, and it was just a real messy, it, it felt like a, a, a TV episode that, that just went on too long. Um, so yeah, it bothered me just because it was just, you know, and the Dudleys are walking around beating people up just because of it. Um, you know, that's not taking away from, you know, the one brilliant bit of like Jack Victory, but I like Jack Victory. 5,000 pounds. Don't like him that much. $5,000. Um, but yeah, it was just um, a rough show. Yeah, no, it was. I mean, um, like I said, it, it, it's hard because like I said, there has been a few a, a few does that obviously still have like great matches on there, but it is um it's hard. That is our best and worst of of the year. Um, if you have other memories of nineteen ninety nine that we've missed out, feel free to get involved. Underscore Sports Arena is where you'll find us on Instagram or Twitter. Uh, simply look for Extreme Rewind. We will be there. There'll be a post advertising the show. Throw underneath what your favourite and worst memories are of, like I said, nothing. That's not negative, it's just a bit of fun. So, um, yes, exciting. Next week we'll be back. I think we're covering episode 349, I think is the next one we're doing. And also then that will lead to the Mount Rushmore. So we'll see if we'll squeeze it in next week or the week after. We'll work it out. How we can plan it all depends what happens on TNN, to be honest with you. That's so we have to show we have to talk about. We'll talk about it. So we can just skim over and talk about it quickly. We will do, but we'll have to cover it somehow. Um, as we continue our journey into the final year of Extreme, we've got so much coming up in 2000 to look forward to. Um, the rise of the Impact players, the rise of Just Incredible, the return of Taz, Mike Awesome, um, Steve Carino rising to greatness, Sam Mann continues his push. Raven, everything goes on. Um, it's going to be great. You want to relive the revolution. You want to follow it. If you're just tuning in, you don't listen to all the others. We're at the final year. It's going to be interesting. And um, I don't think you want to miss it. But I agree. I absolutely agree. I think we're in for some uh, incredible stuff into the final year of Extreme Championship Wrestling. We've effing got there. Um, but just like both of our superstar of the year. That was the whole fucking show. <laughs>